So yeah, like Paul says, we're starting a new series called Learning to Smile in the Storm. And to me, that just sounds wrong. And there's, there's a really old children's song, Christian children's song, that one of the lines in it is, with Christ in my boat, we can smile in the storm. It sounds nice, doesn't it? And you can imagine children singing it. But let's look at some reality, shall we? Matthew 8, 23 to 27 says this. And this is an account of Jesus' life. Then he, Jesus, got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm, not just a storm, a furious storm. This storm was a cross storm. It had had a bad day, it had been shopping, whatever it had been doing, but it was not happy. (laughs) Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. So let's go back to it, shall we? This little childhood song. With Christ in my boat, we can smile in the storm. I don't know where they've got that from because those disciples were not smiling. There was no smiling going on in that boat when the storm was raging and Christ was in that boat with them. It wasn't happening. They were actually freaking out. And they went and woke him up and they were scared that they were going to die. There was no smiling in the storm. Can we agree on that? And you know, we're all different, aren't we? Some people come alive in the difficulties. If they face some trials, they sort of come alive and and they'll go at it and, and, and they're not fazed by it so much. Some of us, we just fall apart when, when storms of life hit. Some of us can be positive and some of us can be negative. We can be overwhelmed. Some of us can find ourselves sitting and just, oh, I'm walking in the corner because I can't cope with my life anymore. And it affects us all in different ways. And we're all so very different. And we look at this account of Jesus' life and think, well, Jesus was there and when they woke him, he dealt with the storm. And he got rid of it. But in the meanwhile, there was no smiling in that storm. And I think it comes down to this. Because when they woke Jesus, he wasn't phased. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't freaking out like they were. There was a calm assurance to him. There was a peace that didn't exist. And I think it all comes down to this. Who's in control when the storm hits? Very often we have no peace in the storms of life because we're not willing to trust that our Father God is in control and that our Father God is bigger than the storm. The one who created the wind and the waves is also in control of how they affect us. So the one who in Genesis made the land and made the water and made the wind and spoke it into being. When Jesus wakes up and finds that this wind and this waves that was spoken into being by the word of God, who was Jesus, he's just like, I made these things. (laughs) Just, 
It's okay. I made these things. Just calm down. I created you in the first place. But when we don't believe that God is in control of the storms of life that hit us, then there is no quiet assurance within us that we can have peace and that we will survive them. And very often, that's the issue. The issue is the fear of what is to come. The issue is the concern that I don't think I'm going to get to the other side of this. The issue is I don't know what's going to happen or when it's going to happen. All of that screams of control freak. All of that screams of I'm in control, not God, and I'm going to fix it and sort it and I can do it all myself. But when we abandon ourselves to him, And surrender to him and say, I just can't do this. I'm going to trust you. And when we go on and we look at Jesus' life, we see a very different Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane. We see the Jesus on the boat who calmed the sea and calmed the wind. Yet the Jesus at Gethsemane, where he prayed just before he was betrayed and then crucified, was a Jesus who was in torment, was a Jesus who sweat blood, was a Jesus who said, God, if it is at all possible, take this cup away from me. I don't want to face this storm. I'm not looking forward to it. And yet in and through it all, despite his anguish and and his, his want in some ways to say, surely there must be another way. Do we really have to do it this way? But then what does he say? But not my will, but yours be done. There's still, regardless of the physical effect of the storm that he faced had upon him, there is still that calm assurance that Father God is in control. So sometimes you may face storms and you think, I know God's got me in this, and you can sail through it. And maybe you watch other people do it, and yet you find yourself more like Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane in complete despair and difficulty, yet even when it affects you to the point of physical, your physical self, there is still a place for calm assurance. There is still a place for the joy that was set before him that he endured the cross for because he knew that Father God was with him. There was still the ability to set his face as flint towards what was to come and say, I can get through this. And you know, storms affect us all in so many different ways. Can I encourage you? Don't look at other people and how they take on their storms. Yes, look at what they're doing and be encouraged by it and maybe pick some things up from it. But don't look at them in a way to say, I'm not very good in difficulties. I wish I could be like that person. No, fix your eyes on Jesus. Allow him to teach you to set your face as flint. Allow him to bring that calm assurance to you and give you a joy to get through and to endure. And, you know, you may be facing trials this morning, or you may not be, but at the end of the day, trials come. So I really believe that there's so much that we can learn from God to help and equip us either for the now or for things that are going to come in the future. So the first thing I want to say to you is this. How do we learn to smile in the storm? And it always reminds me, and I'm probably going to lose some of you now, it always reminds me of the film Forrest Gump. Have you seen the film? And there's the captain who loses both of his legs. I can't remember what his name is. Someone's shouting it at me. Captain Dan, that's it. Thank you. Captain Dan. And 
Captain Dan comes and works on these squid boats with him. And there's this huge, massive storm. And he goes out into the storm, shouting at the storm, almost shouting at the, where he's found himself and where he's ended up in life, his frustration and his hurt. And he goes out into this storm of rages. You think, did he die? Did, did he come back? And it's only later on, and I'm going to spoil it if you've not seen it. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> Put your fingers in years and I'll wave when I've finished. But later on in the film, he comes back and, and he's, he's walking. He's got some prosthetic, how do you say it? Prosthetic, thank you. Prosthetic legs. And he's married and he's just like, wow. He went and took on the storm that was affecting him and that was within him. And he came out the other side of it. So how do we learn to smile and enjoy it and get through and think, actually, that storm made me. That storm is the thing that's turned me into who I am. That storm, did I enjoy it? No. But actually, I wouldn't be me if I hadn't been through it. And I want to encourage you that when you're facing those things, don't get to a point where you think, I just give up. Keep going. Keep persevering. Keep pushing through. Because the other side of the storm is resurrection life. The other side of the storm is victory. The other side of the storm is peace and assurance. You've got to push through it. You've got to keep going. And when you think, I can't go no more, just keep going that little bit more. Because I believe that's where the miracles are. So I've got some practical do's and don'ts for you for in your storm. And I hope these are helpful. So here's the first one. Don'ts. Don't isolate yourself. It's so easy. I'm terrible for this. I'll hold my hands up. It's so easy when you've got stuff going on or you're struggling. You're struggling with relationships. You're struggling with something that's going on um, practically in your life. You're struggling with something emotionally or mentally. It's so easy to just isolate yourself. Because you don't want people to tell you what you already know that you need to do or what you need to be. And so you don't want to speak to anybody because they'll tell you what you know you should do and you don't want to do because you just want to sit and eat some ice cream and feel sorry for yourself. I do that. I'm great at that. And I have to remind myself. I have to remind myself. Talk to people. Share what I'm going through. And you don't have to tell everybody. You don't have to like put it all over social media or put a sign up outside your house. But find the people, especially if you struggle with this. Some people just find it easy to just go around telling everybody. And it just doesn't bother them. That's how they are. But some people, if you struggle with it, don't isolate yourself. Find people that you can trust and share what's going on in your life. So the do is do ask for help and talk. And you know, sometimes... It's really important to make sure we ask for help and talk to the right people. Because when you're in a storm, you need some wisdom. You need someone who's navigated storms. You need someone who's come out the other side of storms. So it's great to talk to your friends and your peers, and that's fine, and they can encourage you. But you need to find someone who's been through that storm so they can say, this is how you do it. And I'll pray for you, and I'll believe for you. You can do this. I've come the other side of it. Don't stop. Because when you've got someone who's come the other side and they're going, it's okay over here, keep coming, keep coming, it's fine. It's, it's, the sto- it's not raining here. We had an issue yesterday that I'd left my washing out. And that as we came from Hanley, it had begun to rain. And I was like, oh, I love my washing out, it's raining, so you're all going to get wet. I've done like three loads and managed to get them all on the line with one peg each, as you do. And Paul's like, no, it doesn't look like it's raining over our house. And as we got closer and closer to home, it was like raining heavier and heavier. And there was like some rather large grunting going on at the front of the car between me and Paul going, it's raining here, I'll drive quicker. You know, and 
sometimes you need someone who's got the hindsight to say, it's all clear here. Keep coming. You'll get through and encourage, be encouraged by them. The second one is this. Don't blame yourself. It's so easy in difficulties to blame yourself. And you may have caused some of the things that happen. But to continue to blame yourself is not actually going to help you to get through it. You've got to forgive yourself. You've got to say sorry where you need to say sorry. But you can't keep blaming yourself because that will keep you in the storm. And it will keep you cycling within that storm. And if you feel like you never get out of something, then you need to let go and bring some forgiveness into your life. So don't blame yourself. What do we do though? Do encourage yourself. Have hope. Listen to other people's testimonies. Be encouraged that there is a way out from where you are. The third one is this. Don't focus on yourself. When you're in a storm and when things are difficult, when stuff's going on, whether you've got health issues or personal issues, relational issues, financial issues, emotional issues, mental health issues, there are so many things that can affect us and cause difficulties in our lives. And when they come in multiple attacks, it can just be consuming sometimes. And all we then begin to focus on is, oh, well, you know, nobody understands. Nobody understands what it's like for me. Do they know how I feel? How difficult this is for me? It's really hard for me because of this reason. Nobody gets it. And we begin to focus upon ourselves and feel sorry for ourselves and just be very inward thinking. Which, and sometimes we do need to do that. We need to look at ourselves and see how things are affecting us and why. But the worst thing that we can do is completely keep our eyes on us. It doesn't actually help us to break through and change our mindset. So what do we do? Do something for someone else. You know, if you suffered a bereavement, all of a sudden you begin to understand other people who are bereaved. And maybe then you could think, you know, I'm going to make a meal for them because it's hard for them. And I understand that myself because I know what it's like to go through this journey. Maybe if you're suffering with your health and you feel like it just, just consumes you, And you notice other people are too. So then maybe you could write them a card because you understand how they feel. Maybe you're struggling from a financial point of view. You notice other people are, well, actually, they are worse off than I am. Maybe I could just give 50 pence to this charity just to say that actually there are people in a worse state than I'm in. Sometimes it helps us not to keep the focus upon ourselves and to put it somewhere else. And it doesn't mean you do something massive, but to do something small can actually change your mindset and where you're actually looking into something different and see something more. Be intentional about it. You won't feel like doing it. You won't want to do it. But if you choose to do it, it could actually change your outlook of your own personal storm. The next one is this. Don't compare your life to others. It's so easy to look at others and say, well, they got through this. They were okay when this happened to them. Why why is it affecting me? Why am I struggling with this storm so much? Don't compare. We're all so very different. Things affect us in different ways. Our lives have got different journeys and different paths that we've trodden. So things do affect us differently. We do react to things differently. Don't compare with other people. Don't think, oh, I should be through this now. I should be over this now. You're on your own journey. Take your steps and keep going. So don't compare your life to others. Do be kind to and about yourself. Be kind to yourself and be kind about yourself. 
be kind what you say about yourself to yourself you know it's so easy we talk so much about self-image and the issues that we have with that in today's society and young people growing up and they do an awful lot with you know looking in the mirror and saying the things that you like about yourself physically but for so often it's not just the physical things it's the mental things it's the thoughts that we have it's how we behave that we often don't like about ourselves Find the things that you do like and be kind about yourself, to yourself, to encourage you that actually you're worth keeping going. You're a decent person and you should keep going and everything will be okay and things can change. The next one, don't keep asking why. We always ask why, let's be honest. We ask why and we think, why is this happening? And then we ask why and we go, why is this happening? And then we ask why and we go, why? there's like stages of the why and I don't think it's a bad thing to ask why but very often there's not an answer to it it just is it is what it is life is what it is sometimes and there might be answers to the why but there might not as well so what do we do instead do you remember there are lessons and strength in the storm it's not the why is it's happening it's the what can I do with what's happening and that's the answer that will keep you going and help you when you feel completely in despair and rejected by what comes and hits you and the last one is this don't listen to the liar in your head we've all got that liar in our head he comes a knocking he comes a knocking and he tells you you're no good you deserve this this is your fault. This is punishment for that thing you did. You don't deserve to be happy. You don't deserve a nice life. That liar in your head that says you can never get out of it. You're never going to be well again. Your mental health is never going to be where it should be. Your finances are never going to break through. You're never going to do well in business. You're never going to have any friends. It's a liar in your head. And it's the enemy and he wants to push you down and stop you achieving and stop you being all that God has called you to be. But I'm here to tell you this morning, don't listen to him. And you know what the best thing to do with him I found in the midst of a storm that I went through was this. I know it's you. Shut up. Because the point is, you're recognizing that I don't agree with that thought. I don't agree with that thing that says I'm no good. I don't agree with that thing that says I'm ill. I don't agree with that thing that says whatever it is saying to me that is a lie and is not true. So tell him, shut up, I know it's you. So what do we do? Do focus on the smallest positives and be grateful. Positives sometimes come in very tiny packages, but when you open them, they can become huge. Focus on the positives and be grateful for the small things because they help you see a bigger picture in the storm. I believe those are ways that can help us to learn to smile in the storm. The next thing I want to say to you, and I think this then expands upon these do's and don'ts, hopefully, is what's your bigger picture in the storm? 
When we've got a bigger picture, when life throws things at us, when these storms come to us, what is your bigger picture? Very often when you're in the storm, the big picture is the storm. It's big. It's, it's everywhere. The sky of your life, the horizon of your life, the everywhere you can see of your life is the storm. That's what storms do. I remember as a child... Um, driving in the car with my mum and my mum would say oh it's raining over there and I'd be like how do you know and it's like when the clouds sort of come down and they look like they're raining and I always tell the girls oh look you can tell it's raining over there I like to give them this little bits of education that my mum gave me about the weather <laughs> but when a storm comes you don't just get these little bits oh look it's raining over there the sky is black it's everywhere it is covered You know, and them clouds bring with them fear and anxiety and depression and worry. They bring all of those oppressing things down on us. And if we allow it to be the bigger picture in our lives, then our lives will be full of fear and anxiety and depression and worry. If we allow the storm to be the biggest picture in our lives... But instead, we can make a choice, just like I said at the beginning. And we can allow God to be the bigger picture in our lives instead. You can't lose with God. Paul shared the verse from the psalm this morning that the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, invincible in battle. When you face life's battles, who do you want with you? You want someone who's invincible. You don't want the storm with you as your bigger picture. You want your bigger picture to be someone who's invincible, to be someone who's bigger, to be someone who's victorious, to be someone who's overcome, to be someone who's conquered death and defeated it, to someone who's taken the chains and the keys from hell and defeated everything that can hold you down. You want that person with you when you're in a storm? Because if the storm's with you in the storm, then it's just stormy. But if God's with you in the storm, then something else comes in. Hope comes in. Life comes in. Faith comes in and says something different. Brings a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, in the storms that I've faced in in my life, I'm sure for many of you as well, there's been many different things. Things with the kids and ill health for myself and my mom who's not been well. Many different things that we face. And every time I face the same battle. And it's this fear versus hope. And I stand between the two and fear is knocking and telling me worst case scenario, everything that's going to happen. And then hope's going, come on, you can believe. And fear's like, and hope's like, come on, Sarah, you can do it. It feels like, and I'm like, oh my word, I can't cope. Feeling quite schizophrenic amongst it, but it's always the same battle every time. And I wish I'd learn it so we can stop. But what are we going to listen to? Are we going to listen to the raging and the furious storm? Or that still small voice that says, you can do it. God's with you. Keep going. Hope is always there. You've got to choose what you listen to. 
Isaiah 41 verse 10 in the message says this. I really like it. Don't panic. I'm with you. There's no need to fear for I'm your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. Keep a firm grip on you. So when you've got no firm grip on nothing, that's really bad English. (laughs) But when you've got a firm grip on nothing at all, God has got a grip on you. God will not let you stumble and not let you fall. It may not feel like it because the storm may be raging all around you and blowing you from side to side. But actually, if God let you go, you'd just go whooshing off with it. But God has got you in the storm and is holding you. Don't panic. I'm with you. God brings strength. God brings help. And he brings that anchor that holds us. And the anchor doesn't stop the boat being tossed and thrown about by the waves. It just keeps it in the same place. It stops it being taken and being smashed up on the rocks. It holds it so while the storm rages, that it doesn't actually get destroyed. And having God hold on to us doesn't mean that the storm doesn't batter us about and move us about sometimes. It simply means that it doesn't go to worst case scenario. It simply means that we're still safe and secure and still with him. You know, I think the biggest question is where we go in the storms of life. You know, when you look at characters in the Bible, you look at people like Hannah and David, and they go to God. They go to God in the storms of life. You see Hannah in, in, in despair that she couldn't have a child And she goes and she prays to God. You see David being chased by his enemies and and by his friends trying to murder him. And where does he go? He goes to God in prayer. Who do you go to in the storms of life? Who do you want with you in the storms of life? And I've said before, it's so easy to push people away, but it's so easy to push God away. Because we're like, God, why have you let this happen? God, why are you allowing this? But God is with you. And God wants to see you through to the other side of it. Sometimes we can feel like God's abandoned us when the storms hit us. But all I can do is encourage you from my own experience that sometimes you just do feel like, God, where are you? You might not feel him. You might not know him as closely as you do other times, but he's not left you. He's not abandoned you. He's still there. Keep talking to him. Keep telling him how you feel. Romans 8 verse 35 to 39, Passion Translation says this. Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. Now, I've heard people preach on this and say that the only thing that's not mentioned there is yourself. Well, absolutely no one is yourself as well, surely. Is it not? So when you hear people say, oh, well, nothing can separate you from God apart from yourself. No, absolutely no one. I am a no one, and so are you. That doesn't sound very pleasant or kind to call everybody a no one, but we're all no ones, so... No one can separate you from God's love, not even yourself. 
Not even yourself. Because God's love is everywhere and God's love is never ending. And God's love went before us and God's love sent his son to die on the cross so that we could come close to him. Nothing can separate us from that love. Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles, pressures and the problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder, here's another one, omnipotent. What on earth does that mean? That means unlimited power. They are impotent to hinder omnipotent love, unlimited power love. God has unlimited power love. Even though it is written, all day long we face death threats for your sake, God. We are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors. And his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. Shall I read it again? His demonstrated love is our glorious victory over over everything. So whatever storm you're facing or whatever storm is to come, the love of God is big enough to conquer everything. Everything. I can't find where I am now. Everything. I can't see the word everything. I think I've made it up. It's not at the end, it's in the middle on mine. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one. So when storms come, when death threats come, when trials come, when whatever is coming... God's love is abundant and bigger. God's love is the ultimate power love and can get you through. It can hold you together. It can keep you going. It can give you hope. When we allow love and God's love to be the bigger picture in our storm. And you know, sometimes you see so many things You see films and different things and, you know, you see people winning, but they do it at a cost. You see people winning, but it's difficult and it's hard for them. You see people winning, but they're sort of crawling out the other side of it. I just want to show you a video clip in a minute. And if you're under 12, it is taken from 12 films, but I don't think there's really anything in there that's a major problem. But if you've got kids with you, just want to make you aware And I just want to show you this video clip just to see how the world sees being a conqueror and being victorious. Thanks, guys. There's some great heroes on there. If you've been watching the Marvel series, there's no spoilers, don't panic. But 
you look at those heroes, the heroes you see in films, the heroes you read about in books, and they've got so many of their own trials and difficulties, and they get through and they conquer, but they're just a mess really inside. But they do it anyway, and they just keep going. The victories that break us. They show the resolve in us, but they break us. Let's be honest. You watch some of the superhero films, and the heroes themselves are broken and crushed, even though they get through and win. But when we read that scripture in Romans 8, it talks about being more than a conqueror. It talks about being over-victorious. And the issue here is that actually it's not about us. It's not about what I can do and that I can get through this. It's about the fact that actually I can't. But with him, I can. As he's with me, I can keep going. Because of his great love, his ultimate power love, I can get through it. The word conquer in the Roman scripture is from a Greek word called hypernikeo. And it's the only place that it's used in scripture. And hyper means beyond, where nikeo means conqueror. And it talks about being a properly conqueror. So you've not just been a little conqueror, but you've properly conquered. You've not done it at a cost, you've properly done it. Very British word. You've exceedingly conquered. You've been more than a conqueror. This is my favourite. You are a super conqueror who is completely and overwhelmingly victorious. You've not conquered and got through by the skin of your teeth and you're just about there and, oh, I've done it. You are a super conqueror. You are abounding in conqueringness. You could actually go on and take the whole thing on again because you're super and you're conquering. God calls us to be a super conqueror because of his love. So no matter where we are or what we're doing, we are called to be super conquerors. Not superheroes, super conquerors. We win and then there is no end game extra because we already won. Because we're super conquerors. We don't have to have prequels and sequels and all these other things because things keep coming back to get us. We have super conquered over things because of the love of Jesus Christ. How do we do it though? It all sounds great when we read the Bible and we look at what the Greek words mean, but when we're all falling apart on a daily basis, how do we actually do it? We let him super conquer us first. If you allow him with his love to consume you and overwhelm you and find you where you're lost and you surrender yourself to him, you no longer have to worry. You no longer have to fight. You no longer have to keep going and keep fighting for it and keep wondering and keep, oh, why is it so hard? It's so hard because we keep trying in our own strength. It's so hard because we won't let go of the pain and the heartache and the fear. It's so hard because we think, I can do it though, I can. But if we surrender ourselves to his amazing love, if we allow him to super conquer us in all of our difficulties, in all of our quirks, in all of our failures, then that is the place where suddenly we realise 
that actually he is conquering those storms for us. He is paving a way through them for us. He is parting that Red Sea for us and saying, come through. It's just easy with me. And does it mean things don't affect us? No. They affected Jesus. He knelt in Gethsemane and he despaired. But God was with him. And that calm assurance that his love brought, it brought him out and it kept him going through. I want to pray and then we're going to sing a song. And I really believe this morning that there is an overwhelming love of God that no matter what you're going through and no matter what you're facing, that it can get to you and it can super conquer for you. It can consume you and it can surround you and it can help you and it can heal you and it can catapult you forward from where you are. Sometimes there's nothing to smile about in the storm because the storm's rubbish. But there's someone there with us that deserves all of our praise and deserves every smile that we've got because he is there with us to bring us through victorious. He is there with us to conquer for us and he is there with us to help us no matter how hard it can be. Let's just stand. We're going to pray. Father God, I thank you that you call us to be super conquerors, that you call us to be completely and overwhelmingly victorious. And I pray that this morning we would know you in our lives in a way that we've never known you before. That you will infiltrate us and consume us as we surrender to you. God, that all the difficulties will wash away in the light of your amazing love. And God, I thank you that with you, there is no sickness, there is no disease or diagnosis, there is no relationship breakup or breakdown, there is no financial difficulty, there is no job or school or university worries or exams, there is nothing that can separate us from your love. There is nothing that can hold you back from us. So God, I pray that as we sing this song now, that we would surrender to you again and allow that love to overwhelm us and consume us. We would allow your love to be the driving force in the midst of our storms. God, I thank you that you never leave us or forsake us. This morning as we sing this next song, if you're facing storms and difficulties, I just want you to lift them to him. Invite him into them. Give them to him and trust him in those storms.